Good afternoon, everybody. Um, we are continuing now in Megillus Esther. It is Chaf Dalid Kislev. Uh, in a few short hours, it will be Chanukah. Very exciting. Um, <coughs> let's go on with Esther. So, we were <coughs> um, <coughs> we're in the middle, towards the very end of. Perak Tess, uh, hopefully we'll finish today, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, so they're kind of going over what happened with Haman again, <coughs> we're uh, summarizing events that we just saw, but okay, and getting a whole bunch of halachas of Purim that um, Mordechai sent out in his letters, going on like this, and Pasif cut. Pasuk Kafches 28 goes like this. <coughs> and these days were mentioned and done in each and every generation, each and every family, each and every country, and each and every city. And the, these days of Purim shall not pass over from amongst the Jews. And their memory shall not end from their seed. Um, Rashi. Nizkaram. Hayamim Ha'ele Nizkarim. Are mentioned, are remembered. Rashi says, Bukriyas Megillah. So when it says these days will be will be mentioned, will be remembered, Rashi explains that means Kriyat Megillah, that we have the command to read the Megillah. Venaasim and they will be done. Mishte v'simcha v'yom tov letet manot umatanot, right? And the word so naskir means create megillah. Naase means make a mishta and have a simcha and a yom tov and give matanot ish leirehu mishloch manot and matanot levionim. So those are the mitzvahs of Purim hidden in these two words. Mishpacha u Mishpachaf, each and every family. Mi mit asfin yachad, the families everyone gathers together. Vochlim shoshotim yachad, and you eat and you drink together. Right, it's important to be in a Purim Suda with friends and family. Vechen kiblu alehem shiyamei Purim lo yavru. And so too, the Jews received upon themselves um, that these days of Purim shall not be passed over. Um... And their memory shall not be, shall not finish from their seed. And their memory, Kriyas Megillah. So we have two mentions of the word Lizkor, Zichram, Nizkarim, and Zichram. I'm not sure why. I guess we're enjoined. <coughs> we have to read the Megillah twice. So I guess that's why in the Pasuk it says. There's two mentions of the word uh, liskor, right? Uh, liskor in Hebrew means to remember, but also means to mention. Um, so you could say like, um, Remind me tomorrow that I have homework. Or you could say, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mention your name at the, the Tzadik's Kever. I don't know. Right, that's why they say the uh, with the, the mitzvah on the um, Sarah Sedibris, it says, Zachoris Yom Hashabbos Right, I think that's the Lashon. It says, 
remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, and Chazal say, Zechira uh, is b'milim, you mention something, you remember something with words, and that is the source of the mitzvah of saying Kiddush, on wine or lechem, or during the day on some kind of mashke. Fine. So let's say that the reason why why the word liskor is it happens twice. Amila niskar muzkar pa'maim. Right, the word niskar is mentioned twice. Huh? How about that? Uh, is because we read from the Megillah twice, right? So it says Kriyas Megillah twice. Lo yasuf. They will not end from the children of Israel, from the seed, from the from the generations of the children of Israel. Targum shelo yatom. To me, targum ad tom ad desaf. The Yefshar Lamar liyos megzeres pen tasafa umegzeres ata asafa yom echad sheimken hayalo lichtov liyosafa mizaram. Okay, so I had to go into the uh, translation for this. The word is, the Pesach says, Lo yasuf mizaram, shall not end from their seed. Translation, Rashi says, Targum, the translation from in Aramaic, Shalo yatom, it shall not be completed, like Melashon tam tamimut, shall not be completed. Dimitargim ad tom, so it's translated as ad tom, until it ends. Ad desof, meaning until it's until its end. The EF Shalomar would be impossible to say, Lyois Migzeras, it couldn't be from where it says in Bereshi's pen tasefa umigzeras ata asafa yom echad, right? And it couldn't be that it said from the Gzera of uh, lest you shall uh, perish, and from the Gzera from the decree. Now I will perish one day. So it means to finish rather than like to to die or to 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 perish. Sheim ken if it was so high alichtov lo yasefamizeram, right? That if it meant to say like it shouldn't perish, it would have it would have written lo yasefamizeram. I'm not sure what that is explaining. Uh, but okay. <clears throat> Going on, Kaftes. Vetichtov Esther Hamalka Bas Avichayel Umordechai Hayudi Es Kol Toikef Lekayem Es Igeres Aporim Hazois Hashenis. And and you shake the Megillah again, according to Chabad Minhag. Uh, and Esther the Malka Queen Esther. And she wrote Esther, Queen Esther, the daughter of Abichael, and Mordechai, the Jew, at Kol HaTokif, all the strength, all the um, power, L'Kayem Etigeret HaPurim Azot HaShinit, to uphold this Purim letter uh, the second time. HaShinit, I'm not sure what that refers to. Let's see what Rashi says. At Kol HaTokif, Right, so when it says uh, they wrote this letter at kol uh, right? So that's like of all the of all the the strength, the power, 
What's the tokef? Tokvo shalnish, the power of the miracle of Ahasuerus and of Haman and of Mordechai and of Esther. Hashenit, right? That word, the second, is is at the end of this pasuk, which doesn't really make sense. Lishana hashnia chazru v'shalchu svarim shiasuporim. Right. So, what is it? The second. It means that the the year after Purim. So Mordechai sent letters on the first Purim, telling everyone what to do, and I guess he sent letters on the second Purim. On the second year, and he went back and he sent books, decrees again that they should do Purim. Okay, so he had to remind everyone. Right? They had to Mekayim, they had to uphold the days of Purim in their times, according to, just like they they did them, Kiyem Alehem, that they, they made them, Mordechai Yehudi Esther Amalka, and like they stood up for their their souls, their lives, and for their children, Divrei Hatzomot Akasam, the words of fasting, and they're crying out. Getting very sort of mysterious here. I feel like there's a lot of a lot of words that, that I'm not exactly sure what they're explaining. Um, I think we're, we're kind of adding in language that doesn't make sense to me, but okay. And the word, of the statement of Esther, Kiem, was upheld. These, the, these Purim words. It's written in a book, right? Which we, I'm not. We, we keep repeating that's written and written and written and written. She, she's writing and Mordechai's writing and her words are written and his words are written. Umama Esther Kiam and the words of Esther were upheld. Rashi says Esther Biksha Meet Chochmeador Lekava that Esther she asked she requested of the the sages of the generation. To make it a permanent holiday, to affix it as a, as a holiday, as a chag. Ah, uh, and that her letter, her book, her story should be written as a book and put in. It should be canonized with the rest of the the writings in Tanakh. Right, Tanakh, the the the, the Hebrew Bible is called Tanakh, which is. Um, Shorthand for Torah, Nevi'im, Ketuvim. Torah is the five books of Moses. Nevi'im is the prophets. Ketuvim is the various writings, which includes uh, Psalms, Tehillim, uh, Koheles, um, Esther, etc. Okay. V'zeu v'nechtav v'sefer. That's what it means when it says v'nechtav v'sefer. Meaning, um, she, wants, she wants her book to be included as a writing, but it's not an avua, right? This is this is famously the end. This is after the the Nevi'im. This is after Nevua, right? And she's she's aware of that fact that we had a nace, we had a miracle, even though there was no Nevuas, which is important. Um, because it's important for once again, I'm always trying to link this back to. What we can learn about the the gula that we are working for right now, praying for, hoping for, um, that maybe is already here. I don't know. 
I don't know where we stand in this, you know, the evolution of this whole, um, you know, story, drama, um, but we certainly don't have Nevi'im nowadays, right? We, you know, you know, name your favorite tzaddik and, and things he's said and, and, and the stories that you've heard or maybe things that, that you've experienced. I'm not diminishing that, right? Certainly there's many stories about Lubavitcher Rebbe, right? I heard, uh, for instance, that uh, Gutnik uh, basically came to the Rebbe and the Rebbe sort of pointed at the map of Australia and said, if you dig there, you'll find diamonds. And wallah, he dug there and he found diamonds. That's what I heard. Um, so, is that Nevoah? Uh, I don't know. But, the Gadol, right, we don't have, we don't have schools of Nevoah, we don't have Nevi'im, you know, walking around that you can just go talk to, as far as I know. Um, but still we can receive a miracle, still we can, um, Hashem can save us, still even though that we're kind of bumping around in the dark, that we don't have direct guidance from from Hashem telling us what to do, um, that doesn't mean that we are, you know, yetomim. doesn't mean that we're orphans and, and we've been abandoned, God forbid. Okay, uh, Perik Yud. Super short here. Yeah, it looks like we're going to finish. So it says, V'yasem ha-melech achash Mas al ha-aretz hayam. And then, 10th Perik, Starts and it says that King Achashverosh placed a tax on the land and the seas of the the and the islands of the sea. Okay. Rashi? Any Rashi? No, there's no Rashi there. Um, I don't know why he did that, but we can certainly see right. Achashverosh is written without a vav, without both vavs. It's written. It's read. With both vavs, it's read. It's written without any of them. Um, and the only thing that I want to say there is that right in the story we have two tzaddikim. Right, we said that the Rebbeinu explains that the letter vav is a remez to the tzaddik, and the word achashverosh can be written with two vavs, or here it's written without any vavs. Right, so that <clears throat> when achashverosh was linked up with um, the Ratzon of Mordechai and Esther, the word Yehudim, was written with two Yuds, right? We discussed this. And here, Achashverosh, <coughs> perhaps we can say that he's he's working, he's sort of abandoned his two tzaddikim. He's no longer, he's no longer um, keeping Mordechai and Esther so close to him. And he's placing a tax upon the land. I'm not sure why we need to know that. Um, I, I don't know. I really don't know what the, what the significance is, but that's what he does because that's what kings do is they put taxes on people and he places a tax on the land and the islands of the sea. And all of the story of its strength and its power and the 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 uh parsha the uh the the story the 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 chapter of the greatness of Mordechai that his greatness Asher 
Gilo Hamelch that the king made him great. Halohem Ketuvim, are they not written on the book in the Divrei in the Chronicles of the Kings of Madai and Paras? Right. Uh, so, Achashverosh places taxes upon everyone. And then the whole story of the, the miracles and the power and the greatness of Mordechai, whom the king had elevated, is it not written on the books of Divrei Yamim? Uh, that, that all the kings knew, right? So first, it, we, it says multiple times that this story of Purim is written uh, according to the... Um, is written in the books of the of the Jews, right? It's written to the Jews. It's made as a festival for Jew, for the Jews. And then it says, is it not written in the, the Chronicles of the Kings, right? So that we also have that Purim is known to the world, right? Purim isn't just a, um, a Jewish thing now. It's also known to the world. And the final pasuk it says, "Ki Mordechai Yehudi Mishnei LeMelech Achashverosh VeGadol Ayehudim VeRatzoi LeRov Echav Doresh Tov LeAmoy VeDover Shalom VeLechol Zaro." Because Mordechai the Jew was second in command to the king Achashverosh, and great, great were the Jews. He was great for the Jews, and he was Ratzoi. He was desired to the majority of his brothers. Doresh Tov Lamo, he sought good for his people, Vadovar Shalom Lecholzar, when he spoke peace to all of his children. Lerovachav, Rashi says, to the majority of his brothers. Velo Lecholachav, not to all of his brothers. Melamej, teach you, Shapir Shemimenu Miktsat Sanhedrin, that he, right, we know that Mordechai was on the Sanhedrin, and during this whole story, some of the Sanhedrin, um, split off from him and disagreed with him, Lefisha Naase Karov Lemalchus, because he became close to the king via Batel Mitalmudo, and he stopped learning. Right, so there were people, right, he 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 was second in command of the king, and he was wearing fancy clothing, and he wasn't showing up to, to base Midrash, he wasn't showing up to work so much. So there were members of the Sanhedrin who who said, uh, you know, that, that Mordechai is kind of fried out, you know, now that he's going to court all the time, he's hanging out with the king all the time, he's, he doesn't have time to learn as much, he doesn't, he's, he's um, you know, he's turned, uh, you know, you can't really trust him, don't really like him, right? So, l'chol zaro, and to all of his seed, musaf al amoy l'chol zaro amoy, is talking about the, the nation, that l'chol zaro amoy, Right, so this this refers to all of the nation, all Amoy lechol zer that call all of Am Israel is Mordechai's children. Right, he was the the teacher of all of Am Israel. Um, so this is this is sort of a funny way to end this story. I mean, funny to me. Um, I didn't write it. No one asked me, so they clearly had a plan better than than what I could come up with. But it's sort of a funny thing that it, um, you know, it's it's like um, one of the things that people say is that how do we know that Hashem wrote the Torah and not a Jewish person, not, you know, not tribes of, you know, whatever, is that um, 
right? You look, the, the Torah just says too many bad things about Am Yisrael, right? There's, there's a lot of places in the Chumash, in the Bible, where um, we see the Jews, you know, we see the brothers of Yosef selling him, and we see the Jews complaining to leave Egypt, and we see the Jews worshipping uh, calves and, and siding with Korach and, and spying out the land. There's, you know, many, many things that uh, we see Am Yisrael doing in the Torah that if you or I were writing it, we never would have written. And it's the kind of thing, you know, uh, you know, chas v'shulim to say something about a tzaddik and chas v'shulim to say, you know, like all these firm things that we say. And and uh, it's not just a, a simple story where everyone, you know, does what the rabbi says and believes in Hashem and everything works out great. Like... Um, what are the peanut butter, butter, peanut butter and jelly for Shabbos? What are those two, you know, label and, you know, one of these, you know, these from books that I read to my kids where everyone's just cute and happy and loves being from and everything's great. And everyone just, you know, whatever there's a problem, everyone's just, you know, kind of smiles and prays to Hashem and the problem works itself out, right? That's, that's what the stories look like when Am Yisrael tells them. But when Hashem tells the story, it gets to be a little bit grittier. It's a little, little bit, uh, you know, not so, uh, not so you know, not so neat and tidy. So so what do we have here at the end of the thing? Mordechai helped save Am Yisrael. He helped save, um, uh, you know, he he eventually that paved the way for um, for the building of the base of Migdash, right? It was Esther's son was uh, Korish II, I think, something like that. I was listening to a class on this, uh, whatever, and he became the king who, who gave us permission to rebuild the second Beit Hamikdash, right? So, so Mordechai was doing some really, really important things, but still, um, some of his colleagues were unhappy with him, and thought he was kind of, kind of, you know, that Mordechai's kind of goyish, hanging out in court all the time, uh, and that sounds that that's a very Jewish sort of thing, um, you know, it's like. Um, you know, just just finding finding mechlekes, uh, finding disagreement, um, and then it ends saying that that he spoke well, he spoke peace to all of his children, all of Am Israel, right? Which is, of course, a reminder that the as Rashi says in Sefer Bemidbar, Nasi Hador Vador Nasi that the tzaddik is the leader of the generation, the whole generation. There's one, in every generation, there's one tzaddik who is, um, who is the, the head of the generation. And uh, here we see that it's Mordechai. Um, I don't know. I don't know. This is, and that's, and that's it. That's Megillah's Esther, right? Um, it's a funny way to end it talking about taxes and that the Goyim, the non-Jews, also had our story written down in their books. And Mordechai uh, left at the end of the story and was not... Um, he'd lost some of his... He'd been elevated to greatness by the king, but he'd lost some of his greatness in in amongst the sages of Am Yisrael. But still, he was the leader of the generation. <clears throat> Um, so, just to throw some thoughts in there, right, there's a lot, a lot, a lot going on, and it's been really awesome, and I, I, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have, um, 
and I think for me the most important thing about this whole story is is just how clear the 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 text is about what Geula looks like, what what redemption looks like, right? We're all we're, we all want you know the Lubavitcher Rebbe to show up and and blow a shofar and and you know we want the base just to fall from heaven and we want you know. Uh, our enemies to magically just uh, disappear or whatever it is, but the story of Esther explains that, right, the miracle which which can save the whole world doesn't need to be right. It's coming without nevuah, right? Just like in here, it's without nevuah, and it's not some super convoluted plot, right? We need some basic freedoms. And we need some courage, maybe a lot of courage, right? Esther needed courage to um, to face Ahasuerus. Uh, Mordechai needed courage to let Esther to let the story unfold and let Esther do what she needed to do, right? And then Amisrael needed courage to to fight our enemies, right? I've never I've never killed a man. I've never taken up arms against you know anyone. Certainly not my you know my mean, you know, Jew-hating neighbors. Not that I have any, thank God I live in Israel. I mean, I do have mean Jew-hating neighbors, but they're not, you know, close enough to me that they're, like, literally my neighbors. They're, you know, I can see them from my house and the, you know, the village across the street. But whatever, that's... That's... I guess that's... I guess that's exactly on point, right? I've never... I've never killed anyone, and I imagine if, if uh, I had to, it would be a scary thing. Um, so, yeah... So that would be, you know, we need to, so, so if we can distill the miracle of Purim, it's, I don't have a 100% clear message from Hashem. All I can do is try and believe in Hashem as best I can, try and listen to the words of the tzaddikim as best I can, try and rely on Am Yisrael as best I can, right? Maybe that's one of the reasons why we have Mishloch Manos Ishlareihu, and there's, there's so much in Purim is about coming together. It's really wild, right? Especially the first, my first few years in Israel, when I was brand new to the whole thing, to the whole Yiddishkeit thing, right? You come from the winter, and when I first lived in Israel, I, I lived in a town where it's very rainy and very cold, right, throughout the winter, and then suddenly Purim rolls around and the land is green and there's beautiful, cool spring days. It's it's really, really, really wonderful, breathtaking, beautiful. And all of a sudden, everyone's outside, right? It's this crazy thing, right? And you go from the whole winter where no one leaves their house because it's so, so darn cold and rainy. And then on Parshas Zachor, right, we have a mitzvah, of course, the Shabbat before Purim, um, the only Kriya of the year, which is uh, Lukule Alma, which everyone agrees, is Deraisa, that we have an explicit commandment from the Torah to hear that reading. Where generally, Kriya Torah is Derbanan, um, but Parshas Zachor, the, parsha, the, 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 the few psukim at the end of, uh, I forget, Kitisa, right? Forgive me for not remembering this. But uh, there's a few psukim where we where where Hashem mentions the war against Amalek that we have to remember to forget him and destroy him in each and every generation, and that 
So we go from everyone being stuck in their house for months at a time, too cold, too ready to go out, and then all of a sudden, everyone, men, women, children, are all commanded to hear this reading. So now, all of a sudden, everyone leaves their house for the first time in months, and it's wild, and people are gathering, and then Purim comes, and there's even more people in the streets and parties, and, and, and you can smell the barbecues for miles around. It's really wonderful to hear music and dancing. It's, it's really wonderful. Um, and maybe that's Mita Kanega Mita to the to the fact that we gather together to fight our enemies, right? That this was a miracle that happened because we had Tzadikim leading us and we listened to them and we gathered together to, to uphold their decree and to fight our enemies. And, um, right, so the poor miracle, it's not Lobeshamayim, as they say, it's not. It's not so far fetched, right? It'll take a little bit of courage, a little bit of amuna, and a little bit of uh, of chevra, of friends, of gathering together, um, which is, of course, reminds me of how Rabbeinu describes um, three things we need for Vodas Hashem. Right, the first is his bodedus. Right, that I need to to speak to no, first he says you need a tzaddik. Right? The first thing he says you need you need a tzaddik to, to receive from. And then you need a, a friend that you can speak to. Right? You need a tzaddik you can receive from. And then you need a friend that you can speak to who can help you in a Hashem, that you can you can see he can he can look at you and you can look at him and you can judge each other favorably and you can help each other serve Hashem. And then the third thing is you need to do his bodhidus and and speak to Hashem and and open your heart to him. Right? So these are the three things that that Rabbeinu is describing, that it, the, this is sort of one of the main points in Avodah Hashem, these this sort of triangle of of, of Avodah, triangle of of service, of serving Hashem. You need all these three things. You need a tzaddik, you need a friend, and you need to speak to Hashem in your own words, in your own time. And those are the three things that helped Am Yisrael um, defeat Achashverosh, defeat Haman, I guess just defeat Haman, not Achashverosh, and to, um, to bring the miracle <sighs> that's going to save the world, that saved the world. Um, so I guess that my parting words on Megillah's Esther um, is I'm going to wish everyone Hatzlacha and uh, encourage everyone to, to try and find a tzaddik, right? To try and connect to, to, to the righteous. And bless everyone to, to have a true friend that you can speak to, that you can share thoughts with, share struggles with, who can help you, you can help him, or her, and, and that we should, we should have the, the, the strength to continue making time to speak to Hashem in our own words. And the way I see it, with those three things in place, Am Yisrael will be in a really strong position um, to help end this final gullus and this never-ending reign of Achashverosh, and to perfect the world, and make it Purim all the time.
And with that, my friends, have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me. And um, we'll see you next time. God bless.